My name is Josh, and welcome to Hide and Seek Archives, a podcast where we talk about things supernatural, cryptid, or unexplained. everyone today we have john smith he's going to tell us a little bit about his spiritual journey and some hauntings he's experienced i hope everybody enjoys in a little town um it's not necessarily little but it's a town uh, just outside of hartford uh, called manchester and uh when i was a child uh there was a a, a lot my mother is very intuitive uh towards um, the supernatural type things. Um, she's had various out-of-body experiences, not within the past 25, 30 years, but it used to happen quite frequently, um, especially in a certain house that we lived in at the time. Um, there was really no known history about the house. So many people had moved in and out of it that no one could really make sense of it. it and I say this because we researched it later. Um, but uh, just a, a lot of strange occurrences would happen. And a lot of time they were centered around um, me as a child in the house. Um, so my parents always felt that, you know, um, it wasn't something about me, but maybe I was attracting um, things, um, otherworldly things. Okay. And uh, so I could go into some specific stories, but uh, there was just incidences of um, supernatural things, doors, um opening, uh, well, here, I'll give you a, uh, a case. The entire family, I was probably about four years old at the time. Uh, my brother, my older brother was nine, uh, and my parents. This would have been about probably 1973. And uh, the family was sitting around uh, the dinner table in the kitchen, and I don't so much remember the incident itself, I remember sensing and feeling everyone's actions and emotions. And what happened was that our outer door to our uh, porch um, swung open and then slammed shut. And then about the same amount of time it would take someone to walk 10 feet, the interior door to the kitchen opened up and slammed shut. And then uh, directly in front of that door was a door going down into a basement and it opens the opposite way. It opened up and slammed and then opened up again. And uh, I can remember my parents sitting there and everyone's mouth was just a gate. Uh, my brother, I can remember his eyes being wide. Now I don't remember myself, the doors opening and closing, like I said, I remember their emotions, and I um, remember my mom saying to my father at the time, you know, honey, should I shut that door? And um, 
He said, I'll get it. He got up and he shut it. Now, things like that went on all the time. Misplaced items being found in the strangest places. Uh, but the, the incident that really um, sticks in my mind was there was a, a carriage house that sat just a little bit up on a hill, um, probably about 75 yards from the house, and there was a concrete uh, asphalt path leading up to this carriage house, which served as our garage. Now, there were a lot of items left in the house when my parents took possession of it, and um, there was an old Victrola there, a phonograph player. It was in beautiful condition. And um, one of my first times I realized that if something isn't right with this house or there's something else out there, um, I was probably about seven years old and I had a dream of me walking along up the path to the um, house or to the carriage house and I uh, left the door open uh, as I walked in and I lifted the lid of the Victrola and at, uh, the record began to play. Um, it was the wind up style. You had to wind it up and um, I stepped back and looked at the Victrola and then a noose fell down in front of me went about my neck, pulled tight, and then started lifting me off my feet. And I can remember reaching my hands up to grab the rope and kicking my feet um, wildly and um, hanging there for a moment and then waking up. Now, I was, I was seven. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was seven at the time. And I had never seen anyone hanged. Um, you know, I didn't know that when people were actually uh, hanging that they would kick their feet. And, you know, I was seven. I never really thought about it. Mm -hmm. But as the years went on, you know, I really um, feel that that incident um, was kind of telling me that something happened in that house. Uh, uh, someone unhappy, and I'll get into, I'll clarify um, what my belief is um, in just a few moments. Okay. But uh, there were other incidences in the house. Um, my mom uh, brought home a work friend. They were going out um, to meet their husbands um, someplace else at a restaurant. And um, I, I can remember the woman's name because we were there. There was a babysitter there for us. And uh, the woman uh, went upstairs to take care of her hair in the bathroom uh, before uh, they went out. And she, um, I was down in the living room myself as just a youngster. And... Uh, the woman just all of a sudden she rushed into the living room, grabbed her coat, and just bolted out the door. 
and got in her car. She peeled out, and my mom was calling her name, following after her, standing on the porch, and she took off. Um, she uh, didn't talk to my mom uh, for a couple of days, and my mom was trying to get a hold of her and find out what you know, just exactly what was going on. You know, the husbands were looking to meet them and everything. And um, she finally just said that, you know, I was combing my hair and as I looked in the mirror, there was a man standing there, an angry older man, she said, um, or a man with an angry look on his face, she said. And uh, just glaring at her, standing right behind her in the bathroom. And she said it scared her so bad and uh, was so vivid that she just, could not be there any longer, grabbed herself and she left. Wow. And so I've often wondered about this, you know, she said an old man, um, I've often wondered, you know, what was actually in the house. Um, and uh, let's see, there were some other instances of um, uh, my mother at this at this time, uh, my dad was working uh, for a major aircraft manufacturer, uh, and uh, he worked uh, second shift quite often. And so my mom would put us to bed, and uh, she said that one night um, my father came home and he got into bed, and she had left the TV on, and as you know, in those days, after one o'clock or two o'clock, the, the TVs went to static. And uh, she said that uh, the TV popped and uh, turned off on her. It was snow, and the pop woke her up. And that uh, what she could see in the room was three dark figures standing and one kind of uh, moved closer to her and then in a way knelt down to kind of look at her face as uh, the second one she said walked over to uh, my dad's side of the bed and did the same thing to him. Uh, so it was uh, kind of interesting. She said that um, the only thing she could do and think of doing was to just cover her face and pray. And she said she did that for about 15, 20 seconds, maybe longer, who knows. Um, and she pulled the blankets down and they were still there, only they were in their original positions. And she um, said she covered her head up and uh, kept it covered for the entire night till morning time. Um, so she felt safe enough to get up. Now, that um, would usually, my room, my bedroom was right next to theirs. And at times, my parents would hear me playing in my room. And at the time, matchbox cars were very, very popular. They were very heavy, very distinctive. And this is an old colonial home in Manchester, Connecticut. So when you uh, play with those matchbox cars on wooden floors, the sound is very obvious. And um, so they would, 
be downstairs and they would hear me just having a good old time up in my room and cars whizzing across the floor and they would check on me and I would be in bed and my cars would all be lined up at my bed. And uh, now that happened um, half a dozen times, they said. Um, uh, they would be in their bedrooms and think they hear me out in the hallway and uh, they would check and it wouldn't be me. They would look and I'd be perfectly safe in my room. Um, there were some other instances of, um, of my aunt was staying in the room with me um, when she'd come to visit. She'd come from the south to visit us for a week or two. She was staying on a twin bed in the room I was in and uh, she said that strange going goings on always happened in the room around me um, and then uh, one time when my mom uh, during this time my mom had a specific out of body experience where um, she said she was above the city and following um, a fire trucks that were going to a fire she said it was an amazing sight to be able to see it from that angle, the colors and everything. And then she said she felt the need to get back to me. And uh, so she did instantly, she said. And she was trying to cover me up because I was uncovered at the time. And uh, her sister, she says, when, she says when she looked over, her sister is in the corner with the blanket pulled up looking terrified and uh, she um, later said uh, my aunt asked her the next morning why were you in the wall last night so that's it, kind of a interesting little uh, story as to it's always been felt that it's centered around me um, for some reason granted uh, my mother has almost that psychic ability uh, but uh, you know I seem to be the focal um, at times you, you believe that they're they might be kind of drawn to you well and yeah and I don't know if I want to say that um, you know I don't know and I really I don't want to make an assumption mm -hmm. and uh, I'll clarify that more in just a moment. Okay. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, so we moved to Michigan uh, in 1976. Um, we've traditionally lived in older Victorian homes. Uh, uh, that's just what was sought out. Oh, usually an older home. Um, uh, my parents grew up the children of coal miners in West Virginia in company housing. And you're talking maybe at the most, no matter the size of your family, probably about 950 square feet, 1,000 square feet, just say, uh, for a family. So they grew up in these really small homes. And I, and I think once they got the means that they decided, hey, we're never going to live in small homes again. Um, I don't have to think that. I know they've said it. <laughs> but 
uh, and I tell you that is because I would always find it strange when we were looking for homes. We moved several times, but not um, extensively in the area. We moved from uh, Connecticut to Michigan, um, and then Ada, uh, Belding, Greenville. But in Ada or in Belding, we lived in three homes, and uh, you know, so it was just moving around in homes like people typically do, I guess. And um, my mom, I'd always go with my parents. All those kids did when they would go look at a house. And um, my mom would always say, you know, this is a good one. I'd always be kind of skeptical about that. I'd be like, what do you mean? This, you know, this is a good one. Yeah, it's a good house. Um, but it, it, she's told me that's her way of saying it's clean. Um, you know, she doesn't get these vibes from this house. And I didn't develop that, know what she was talking about until I started getting into my teenage years. About 16, 15, 16 years old, I started being more, um, uh, more sensitive to my surroundings mm -hmm. and uh, specific instances of, of danger and um, uh, just overall feelings of, uh, uh, it, it's really hard to put into words, it's just overall feeling of there's something else. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, and I know I'm babbling here, but it's almost like when you know for certain someone is in the other room, uh, even though you can't see them, but you know that person's there. It's almost that type of kind feeling. Of, kind of like the feeling and you I, get when you're being watched. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so there were times that um, that I would I would get those feelings, and it, it really started to manifest itself. Um, I want to say around the age of 16, about the age of 16, I really picked up on what it was. I had a girlfriend at the time, and I didn't know it, but uh, she was uh, into witchcraft and that type of uh, playing around that I looked at at the time that teenage girls do. And um, I've often wondered at times, um, was that the, the, the catalyst, the, the point that made me realize that, okay, this is something else. Uh, and I've never really looked at it. Um, oh, and I would like to say that, you know, growing up, we've always grown up as a Christian family. Mm -hmm. um, my grandfather was a, uh, a Baptist preacher in West Virginia, and he was a coal miner also. Um, and so we've always had a fundamental belief uh, within our family. We attended church regularly, and um, so that foundation was always there. And I say that to just explain that um, at that time 
you know, I kind of knew that um, this girlfriend dabbling in a witchcraft, and she was seriously into it. It wasn't just like a, um, a cursory fun type of thing. Yeah. Um, and, so, and I felt very uncomfortable with that. I was uncomfortable with her, um, her home, that type of thing. And um, so as I started going up, uh, getting older, thinking about ghosts and hauntings and that type of thing, um, I, I come to believe that it's not necessarily um, ghostly or hauntings, it's that true uh, preternatural evil. And um, that it's something else um, that, you know, be it the devil, you know, mm -hmm. call it what you want, uh, that there is a dividing line in life and in the other realms that we can't see of good and evil. And um, I just would say I seem to have a sensitivity to the evil side. I'm sensitive to it. I don't um, agree with it. Mm -hmm. But I I can sense it if yeah. <laughs> and one question is what it, what exactly did you did you think it was one one entity in particular or do you think it was multiple? That I I believe it to I believe it to be multiple. Okay. Um I don't and with the incidents at the home in Connecticut, um, I believe that to have been possibly, you know, a single entity. Mm -hmm. But in no way, or, or single or multiple entities, but in no way working on their own. Uh -huh. um, that within you know, whatever structure, um, that it's not independent of itself wherever you encounter it. Um, now, is that based geographically or um, person to person? I don't know. Um, but I just, I don't feel that, uh, I almost feel like it's a hive mind. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. In in that respect. Uh -huh. And um, now the majority of instances uh, with me myself, um, you know, I worked uh, law enforcement. Um, I will say there were there were times in dealing with. Um, uh, with dealing with um, uh, a mental uh, mental health calls mm -hmm. of that type of thing, um, you know, where uh, I would have a partner or someone would make an offhand comment at a scene or something mm -hmm. that you know that person's crazy or um, uh, they're a bug. That's slang for a crazy person. Um, 
that, that I would think to myself, you know, in dealing with them, uh, no, that's not, um, I don't necessarily that think that's crazy. It's more demonic. Okay. And because that's what I would sense. Um, there are times when you look into someone's eyes and there's a difference between the vacantness of drugs and alcohol um, or whatever or uh, a medical issue as opposed to someone who looks at you with eyes that you know is an alien body to mm. that, that person. Um, and, and if someone asked you to explain yourself at that time what you meant, you would just, do you see what I see is the type of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I, I do apologize thinking about a lot of things. Oh, no, you're um, fine. And uh, so as time went on, um, you know, people would uh, ask me to help them out with um, just be at, you know, maybe uh, a small crisis in the family. It could be anything but, you know, knowing my faith and, um, you know, just knowing me, you know, hey, would you help us out, you know, or so-and-so sick, would you go see him, that type of thing. I, um, I just got into uh, being known to the people close to me. Hey, if, if you know, lack of better phrase, if you think your house is haunted, you know, yeah, talk to John, you know, and um, you know, so I started doing that. It seemed to happen more often. Um, more and more often. Um, I tried, I kept it very, very, um, very quiet. My, uh, and I don't want to say abilities or, because I believe everybody has abilities to some respect. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kept it quiet. And it's not really something you can talk with people about. Um, and it's not something I like to, uh, you know, wear on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to say it's embarrassing. Not a, I, I don't really have a word to describe it. Um, but when, um, yeah, anyway, I'll just go on. Uh, so I as I've gone on and I've seen more and more things, you know, people say, well, um, you know, my mom, uh, she passed away a year ago and I woke up and mom was sitting at the end of the bed and I know it was her and it was so comforting and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I know these families and everything and and I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting that feeling. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting that warm, cuddly feeling that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never do that to dispel someone's belief, but I would always be very, very suspect of it. And as time's gone on, um, I've, I've noticed that more and more it doesn't so much seem to be 
hauntings or, or ghosts or, or spirits, um, there again, it seems to go back to that cosmic battle of good and evil. Um, that this is an evil alien intelligence and um, and I put it that way because if you uh, cloak it or explain it in a, a form of Christianity, mm -hmm. people usually have, you know, a preconceived notion, yeah. you know, like, oh, great, I'm talking to a Bible pumper. Gee, that's what I need to hear, you know. Yes. No, it's not that at all. And um, even so, maybe you should look at it closer because uh, that is the battle. Um, and, and that's what I, I've come to notice that uh, it seems to be just more of a, uh, well, uh, let's see, I believe I uh, wrote to you, um, I keep the Roman ritual mm -hmm. around. Now, um, I just had uh, a close, dear friend um, lose his wife of 31 years. Um, uh, she passed away very quickly uh, to an aggressive cancer. And, and when I say aggressively, I'm talking 14 days notice. Um, and he stated that um, because he felt that everything moved so quickly and there was such a dynamic uh, in the, the house at the time of uh, of just energy um, that he felt that she didn't move on and she wasn't happy um, uh, three days after her funeral and you know I said okay well explain to me and let me know what's going on you know and I know him well but I wanted to hear him tell me and um, you know, he's, would you come over and, you know, cleanse the house and everything? And I explained to him exactly what I would have to do. Um, you know, usually in each room, uh, reading of the Roman ritual and the specific prayers and uh, the spreading of uh, holy water or salt. Um, that type of thing is just a, a cleansing of each and every room mm -hmm. and explain that to them and um, you know we're still talking right now uh, I haven't decided whether um, he's going to have it done or not um, but he's kind of confused in respect to um, you know uh, why why would she um, bother me if she were still here or if it was her and um, you know is this something that he needs to talk to me about mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not being very clear oh no you're doing uh -huh. you're doing just fine and uh, so um, yeah, we are still talking about that and whether we need to do that, but 
in the course of uh, that discussion with him and things, um, I got out my copy of the Roman original. My wife really, really uh, dislikes it. Dislikes uh, when I do when I help people out. Um, and not that she doesn't want me to, but because of what happens to her. Um, uh, just recently, like I was saying, um, we were, I'd gotten out the ritual because I wanted to look through it. He had just left. Uh, and, you know, I got out the ritual and I wanted to look through it and just acquaint myself and oh, what exactly, which prayer would I read. Um, and uh, then I put the book up. My wife saw it. And I just went over and I put it on my shelf. And uh, the family has been sitting around uh, later after dinner. We're watching the movie. And uh, from 15 feet away, on top of another shelf, uh, sits a pair of my sunglasses. And they just flew off that into the center of the room right in front of us in between us and the TV. Uh, everyone just kind of like, what in the world was that? Mm -hmm. um, but the kids didn't say anything, but just kind of, you know, like, what? You know, and looked at them, and my wife looked at me immediately, and she knew. And I just said to her, just ignore. Um, one of those things that I find was that um, was me talking about um, that type of stuff. Did that bring that negative energy into our home? And my wife feels it does because of the things that have happened to her. Um, I was away um, doing something one time. We were just married. Um, this would have been probably 1999 or so. Mm -hmm. Um we were just married and uh, I had my cat that, our cat and uh, my wife the cat would always watch my wife do her hair and makeup and uh, my wife said that she's doing her hair and she turns around and there is a dark figure standing in the doorway of the bathroom looking at her and that when she uh, gave a yelp of startlement, that immediately it moved very quickly and seemed to go up into the air and go into the ceiling. And she said the cat saw it too because the cat chased after it. And I said, well, you got to be, there's, no, I didn't, you know, I, I was, I didn't believe her. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of the things I remembered, you know, I'm like, oh, what would, you know, why would it go up and through our ceiling? Um, and it wasn't until shortly after that I remembered that before this house was renovated, that's where the staircase was. And they moved the staircase to the other side of the house and uh, made the base of the uh, stairwell, stairwell uh, bathroom. And I never told my wife that um, because there again, she gets angry when I do that type of um, helping. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, there's... <clears throat> sorry, I just uh, thought about this, but a thousand things are now coming into my head, so I do apologize. Oh, you're okay. Um, I do have a question for you. Um, yes, sir. What, uh, being in the law enforcement, did you ever come across anything that seemed beyond the human capabilities? Did they ever do anything that just seemed way beyond what a human should be able to do? You know, I cannot say, uh, you know, the uh, um, ubiquitous levitating and Mm -hmm. um, speaking in other languages not known to them. Nothing like that at all. Um, but knowing evil gives off a vibe or a frequency. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, and I, and as I look more and more into this, I, I find that um, you know things resonated frequencies and the the realm that we can't see is resonating at a frequency mm-hmm. and it, it, it's only occasionally you know um, do we really get that full force full force of it um, however it comes through it could, it could be uh, someone innocent being physically damaged in a riot um, that just is just unbelievably inhuman um, and then you can see just uh, total depravity and feel it and um, just get a sense of it it's, it's like it's anger it's hatred it's and, it, and it's not because of any one thing with you, it's just all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just you. And there again, um, you know, and I always fall back on my uh, spirituality, my faith and everything, and I look at it from that aspect. Mm-hmm. And maybe that might might be um, uh, the, 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 I need to just have another dynamic view from another angle um, not that I want to but um, to understand it or um, I can say it, I understand it perfectly in my thought my belief structure mm-hmm so I do apologize for uh, rambling about that for some time. I do. Oh no, you're fine. Yeah, you explained it perfectly. And and you say you said you were you're kind of attuned to kind of the the evil. I'm not. I say evil, but I'm not really sure how to word it. Um, if you can. Go. It's more. You know. And I've only just started, but it's more of empathic mm-hmm. being empath. Okay. Uh, and do you think... Being, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, no, please, go ahead. Uh, and do you think that grew based off, you know, from experience of having interactions with that? It grew stronger in that in that way? You know, I don't know. I've often wondered, and, you know, my mother, um, my mother has a, a lot of the same traits. So I've often wondered, is this something that is um, blood-related? Is it something that can be handed down? And, you know, throughout history, would you, uh, the seventh son of a seventh son yeah. uh, was thought to have, you know, special abilities. I'm not claiming anything like that. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is that is there something to, you know, is it a trait that gets passed on, um, you know, like anything else? Yeah, that, that would be interesting. It, it, too bad there's not a way to genetically figure that out. I know, I know, and, uh, and so I guess my uh, my theory stops right there, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you know, and that's something my mom and I, uh, we really haven't talked about any of the things that went on, you know, when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, in the past 15 years, um, it's, you know, it's just taken as granted now that, yeah. We we have that sense, you know. Um, you know, a German Shepherd can smell a fraction of a scent uh, of what a human can smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the same with you know empathic or intuitive things like that? Yeah. Now, can I pick the lottery or figure out a riddle? <laughs> no. Um, but it's just more of being able to, you know, I guess it's an empath and empathetic, empathize, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to uh, feel those things. Um, yeah, I'm just free thinking right now. I apologize. Uh-uh, no, you're fine. Um, and do you, and do you, can you believe you can actually, uh, uh, sense people's emotions as well for people who don't show it very well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, uh, and I was just thinking, um, yeah, that's always been a somewhat of a, a, a thing, and the ability to walk into a room and just kind of gauge people on an individual level very quickly and adjust yourself accordingly. Okay. Um, and, and it's served to help in the law enforcement and the military. Um, it, it served me well. Okay. And, um, got a question, got a, Backtrack just a hair. Um, you said you believed it's kind of like the 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 evil, the 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 spiritual kind of stuff. Is it's kind of like a hive mind? You kind of described it. Um, yes. Do you think you know? Being a Christian, I'm a Christian as well. Um, do you believe it? It might be multiple things taking 
I, I don't want to say orders from one being, or do you think it's all kind of just... I, I don't know oh, if that's... I, is it like the Borg on Star Trek Next Generation? Kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I believe... I. I believe it's the central entity of evil, um, and there's only one, you know. Um, and so, yeah, um, do you want to call it Satan? I think that's what it is Yeah. when you strip it all down. I agree with you. Uh, um, that's, you know, you either have uh, God or you have the exact polar opposite in every respect. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying God being love and mercy, grace. Um, and well, what are those opposite things? And yeah, yes, a central devil figure okay. is um, what I believe. Okay. And, um, when you first started noticing that it that it was ill uh, ill content, I guess <laughs> it didn't mean yeah. it didn't mean it, it didn't mean good. Um, what what was the big giveaway when that when you first noticed that? What what uh, I guess well, uh, it, you know, my early teenage years is when I started to sense in people. Um, and I started just sensing things in people like there's just something wrong with this guy um you know you meet someone um and just think you know what so there's just something off about you and you know I would have a feeling I kind of knew what it was and I noticed that would it got stronger as as my teenage years went on and that was a big a big deciding factor because it um, I think kept me out of danger at times mm. quite often as a teenager and I would say yeah it did um, when things just didn't feel or look right I was just like you know no I, I don't want to do that I don't want to get in the car yeah <laughs> um, thing. Um, and I, I knew what it was I don't want to say I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I knew what it was with me that, no, this is wrong. And, um, there's just something wrong here. Yeah. Do not go. You knew, you knew what it meant. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. I really do. Um, hey, no problem. You know, and if, and I do apologize because, um, I just, all of a sudden started getting hit with a lot of things I hadn't thought of in years. Oh, that's um, all right. <laughs> and thank you everybody for listening in. I hope you all have a great night and I will see you on the next episode. There's no talking to you.